Oh, wait, pre-show joke. And this is Nymphomercial, the podcast that reviews hentai both enthusiastic and regrettably. But remember, regardless of what comes up during the show. You did this to yourself. All right. So we are still celebrating two years of Nymphomercial. And with that, we're celebrating with a big giveaway. As a quick reminder, the things that we're giving away are all the previous Patreon prints and stickers, the physical manga that we reviewed in episode 61 that Aurora reviewed, Melting Lover. And we're also going to be giving away a physical copy of the manga that I'm going to be reviewing today, which is called How to Conquer Monster Girls. And that comes courtesy of Faku. Thank you, Faku. We love you. So, yeah, shall we get into it? Yeah, let's let's learn these uh, these monstrous ways. Okay, so today is How to Conquer Monster Girls by Mizone. And Mizone is an artist who has another book that's published through Faku Books as well. Um, Kind of like the manga that Aurora reviewed last episode, this is a collection of four different stories collected into 10 chapters. So we'll kind of go a little bit into each. I don't want to spoil everything, though, for the very lucky winner and um, anybody who's listening at home that wants to read this for themselves. So... I'm going to take off the dust jacket so it's not so noisy. Um, You might be hearing some page turning and some tapping and general ASMR book noises. And just consider that a bonus for this episode. Bonus horny ASMR. Mm -hmm. To describe the the dust jacket, though, we've got this like lovely mermaid elf. Very long round ears. Yeah, we're going to go into who she is. She's the Lady of the Spring. Um, She has very, 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 very nice titties. The cover of this is quite lewd, though, so make sure you have a good place to store this away from prying eyes. The the giveaway will be marked as uh, being received from Milk Surface. Uh, (laughs) So you don't have to explain what a nymphomercial is to anyone. (laughs) Well, that's good. Um, and on the back, we have some other monster girls. Ooh. We have a fish girl. Different um, from a, a mermaid. Yes. Um, she's, her species is specifically called a gyoryu. We'll talk about them in a little bit. Um, there's a dark elf. She's got really big boobies. And a human slime. And we'll talk a little bit about human slimes, too. Okay, because there's... We'll save it for when we get to that part, but there is something that's glaringly different about this human slime compared to every slime I've ever seen. But again, we'll we'll get there. Okay. so after you take off the dust jacket, the front cover and back cover are the same, just in kind of like a blue, a blue tone, like a really nice baby blue tone. And the very first part of the first chapter is all in color. It looks so good. So this um, manga opens with kind of a parody on the story of the honest woodcutter, which is this fable where we get the um, saying honesty is the best policy. Basically, what happens in the story is that this woodcutter is out and uh this spirit says like oh did you drop the gold axe or the silver axe and you know he could be a shit and lie 
and try to get a better axe, but he's honest and the spirit ends up giving him both because he's honest. It's parodied to hell in video games and anime. It's even parodied most famously in um, Silent Hill, like with a a gold pipe and a silver pipe Hmm. kind of thing. So what about Minecraft? Like a diamond sword or a... <laughs> so I'm not hip enough to know Minecraft. Yeah, I'm too I don't old. know enough about Minecraft. But anyways, so this adventurer goes out and he's met with the Lady of the Spring. She's like, oh, did you drop, you know, either of these nice swords? Was it the legendary blade Excalibur or was it the great sword? Like, which one was it? And she's this beautiful Lady of the Spring kind of like mermaid lady wearing see-through clothing. Also... The color is fantastic. The flushing is so great. The the like different uses of like these greens and blues, just beautiful. Mm -hmm. So we see our hero with this tiny little kind of cat girl familiar. And she's like, hey, hero, just so you know, like if you answer this correctly, like there's a way to get both weapons. And so he's like, okay. He's like, well, in that case, um, the one that I dropped is you <gasps> he's talking to the, to her and she's like what she's so blushy and his cat girl familiar is like oh brother here he goes again my adventuring companion can't be this horny <laughs> it basically and she refers to him as being an omnivorous hero which i don't know if we've talked about this on the show before so <sighs> there's these japanese terms to refer to guys and like how aggressive they are So, like, you're a carnivorous guy if you are, like, a lady killer and, like, you're really, like, aggressive in your behavior. You're considered herbivorous man if you kind of, like, are maybe a little bit more timid and don't do stuff. And an omnivorous person would be someone who's in between. This dude's more of a fucking carnivore, though. Like, let's just be real Wait, does that mean I'm a vegetarian? Oh, no. Yeah, a vegan. Oh, no. I promised my grandpa (laughs) I'd never be vegan. (laughs) Anyways, so we've learned that this guy is a hero who hunts down every single monster girl that he takes a liking to. And we see him bending our Lady of the Spring back and starting to finger her pussy. And of course, he whips his dick out and the Lady of the Spring admires his honesty. Like, you know, that he wants to to fuck her. Like, he, oh, he doesn't want any of the swords. He's more interested in her. He's, he already has a sword and he's using it right now. Yes. So I'm upset that she's not doing the whole Starbucks cup thing. So she is like oh. merm adjacent. She, yeah, they're doing the lazy way out, not the body yeah. horror breeding way out. Basically. So he fucks her until she succumbs, which we later find out is his pattern for monster slaying, which valid. That's a valid monster slaying technique. That's how you get some coin to your witcher. Yeah. <laughs> So she says, oh, you even threw your sperm into my spring. What an honest man. And she's like, for your honesty, both the swords are yours. And he's like, nah, I'm good. And then his familiar is like, what? Like, these items are really good. And he's like, yeah, the sharpness of the sword's great. But like, I'd rather just smash shit. It's like, dude, okay. He's a hero who's only interested in his meals, a.k.a. his conquests. Mm Mm-hmm. He's laying down his XP everywhere he goes. So we move on to there's a little bit of flavor text describing the world that we're in. This is your typical fantasy world of swords and magic, one with monsters, 
and with sex. And we see our hero plowing into a dark elf. He's taking her from behind. She's got a fat ass. He's looking at her dark moon. <laughs> She's all indignant. She's like, oh, how dare you have your way with a dark elf such as me, hero. And again, he's our omnivorous hero. Yeah. At this point, we're we're back into your classic black and white, but just beautiful grayscale. So many different, well, grays, <laughs> but, but just great work of contrast. Definitely. And so he's plowing her from behind and we learn that dark elves have a very special technique. He says, but when will you get it? I told you to tighten up your vagina. So apparently dark elves naturally have loose vaginal cavities and can tighten them at will. Like I never learned this in D&D or <laughs> in Lord of the Rings, but I'm learning now. Yeah, yeah. This was, this is the hidden lore. This is her precious ring that she can control. <laughs> Her her one ring is the cervix. Um, but we get a really nice x-ray shot of his cock inside of her and like knocking at her cervix door. Got the deep caterpillar feet. <laughs> yes. Also, just to mention it early on, just like Aurora's manga from last week, all of the onomatopoeia are translated. Yes. They're all translated. A few are left in Japanese, but they have English subtitles. And I think they're the ones that maybe were harder to edit out without ruining the integrity of the art, which I think is a good choice. Yeah, but for the most part, you're not going to see a lot of onomatopoeia you don't understand. Which, I mean, I feel like onomatopoeia is such a particular thing. Like it, it is very hard to translate. But anytime I see the like extra work of translating those like bigger artistically handwritten in onomatopoeia it's a nice nice added touch which as we've been seeing in a lot of these printed manga um you know faku really goes the extra mile to to publish these definitely um so our hero has his way with the dark elf girl and gives her a nice cream pie inside of her dark elf pussy and again, he says, dark elves really are pretty loose. I guess that's why they live so long, which like, OK, OK, I don't understand the correlation, but I don't live in this world, so maybe I just don't get it. So we see he he goes back to meet his familiar, who's a beastman named Misha. And just a, a translation nitpick, I know that the Japanese word that they used for her was kimono, which a better translation for kimono is furry. Just use furry. Everybody knows that kimono means furry. Like Can't call her a furry. They'll, they'll get rid of some of the, the audience. <laughs> no, it's, it's 2021, <laughs> You're people, reading except hentai, like, and People who read hentai are really going to bully furries. Like, come on. We're all degenerates here. Yeah. <laughs> And our dark elf is like, oh, to think that, you know, my sworn enemy made me come. Let me join your party. And this dude's like, no, I'm good kind of thing. Like, he prefers it to just be him and Misha. Like, that keeps things simple. So Misha is pretty put out with him. She's like, gosh, this is like the fifth, you know, person you fucked this week. The fifth monster girl you fucked this week. Like, when's it going to end? Like, you're too much. Like, just how much of a horn dog are you? And we get some backstory on him that he's always been really strong. And his lust is as strong as his, like, physical strength. And women were always super into his huge dick. (laughs) But having sex with human women just didn't do it for him. It was never satisfying. It was never enough. I love this collection of monster girls we see on the page. Yeah. You've got your your various, like, your... um, The dragon. Yeah, just various, like regular monster girls and then just like a straight up dragon anthro 
and like you're headless. And then also, I know one of Kate's favorites is here, uh, a cyclops. <gasps> yeah. Oh, she's got a big eye. Also, I was going to say back to the kimono comment, like the furry comment. The author of this work says that he likes drawing furry girls. So like, come on. Like, I, I want to have words with the person that translated this. Like, the artist is a furry. Like, just leave it furry. It's fine. This is furry, furry material right here. Like, you cannot tell me. Yeah, that's Otherwise. that's just a dragon. <laughs> a standing dragon. So ultimately, this dude, his powerful lust and not being satisfied with having sex with humans led him down the road of monster fucking, which, as it happens, that's ultimately how you get into monster fucking. Misha says that... Our hero should probably show a little bit more discretion because the Dark Elf was clearly a servant of the Demon Lord and that the Demon Lord's going to be sending more monsters after them. So, like, please get it together. And he's like, well, you can't really blame me because, like, I just have this insatiable lust. Like, I can't help it. I can't help myself. I mean, generally in like a RPG, if you have a way of spawning more monsters so you can get that XP grind, you're going to do it. That's just the way. Yeah, and Misha's kind of chiding him, and then he just fucking slays a bunch of monsters, and he's like, are you happy now? Like, is that going to shut you up kind of thing? And she's like, geez, like, you are strong. But our hero managed to not slay one monster, and it is a very cute human slime girl with little horns. She's so cute. A slime girl with horns. And you said little. They're like... Not huge, but they're like hand size, like handful. They're handlebars. But they're just full on horns and not they don't look like they're made out of slime like the rest of her. They're different. Yeah. It's such an odd choice. Yeah. And Slime Girl's pissed because all of her friends have been slain and she calls the hero a monster for like just killing all of her allies. Yeah, not cool. Yeah. And the hero looks at her and is like, oh, she's pretty cute. And he gets a boner, like, as you do. You're a monster fucker. As you do when someone is yelling at you for killing all of their friends. <laughs> yeah, he get a fear boner. Yeah. Um, but the hero says, like, fine, I'll let you run away. But first she had to have sex with me. And she's like, you're such a beast. And he's like, you know, I don't disagree with that. But I'm also the hero. Like, I... This guy, he's too much. And he's like, oh, I haven't had a slime in a while. I'm really going to enjoy this. And he whips out his cock. And the slime says, oh, the hero's sword is so captivating. (laughs) And she's like, oh, oh, this is my chance. My body's made out of acid. As soon as he puts his dick in me, like it's over for him. Also, you can tell she's like so turned on. She's melting a little bit. Yeah, so she's like, fine, you'll let me go if you have sex with me. Um, Like, that's fine. I'm on board with it because she's like, yeah, like as soon as he touches me, he's done. You know how they say like, oh, my knees get weak. You're you're really into it. For slime girls, I guess it's just like, oh, my corporeal form gets weak. I just (laughs) (laughs) can't hold it together. So our dude starts fondling slime girls titties and she's like, you know, like, oh, my gosh, like why aren't you burning up in acid? He says like, oh, I've got a ton of resistance because I'm the hero. That's always the answer to everything. It's just like, I'm the hero. Like, it's fine. So her acid isn't going to work. But just to be on the safe side, the hero says, hey, Misha, like, pull up her stats. Like, I want to know what her stats are. And Misha's like, you can't just ask me to use my magic all the time. He's like, I'll buy you something nice. 
like a nice magic item, please. And so she uses her tail magic and pulls up her stats. And what we learn about the slime girl is that she has a habit of playing with herself, but she's a virgin. Oh, these are some detailed stats. Yes. Um, so she's really embarrassed. So the hero's like, oh my gosh, like I know like you have fun playing with yourself, but let me show you how good like real sex is. Wow. What a kink shamer. Some people just want to do it themselves. There's nothing wrong with just being into self-pleasure. Wow. This hero's an asshole. He really is an asshole. <laughs> he, I don't like him very much. Not to give too much of a spoiler for the game Wandersong, one of my all-time favorite video games, but he reminds me a lot of the hero in that game, which you don't play as the hero. Uh, but the the hero kind of has a lot of the same attitude. Like, well, I'm the like chosen one. I'm the hero. And our bard is just like... I guess. Yeah, that's this dude. She's like, please, like, shut up. Like, I don't know why Misha's hanging out with him. So we learn a little bit of background about human slimes. As the name implies, a human slime possesses the traits of both humans and slimes. Meaning, she's got a pussy. Of course, of course. And, like, I looked at this and I'm like, that's a little... That's that's not the place where that goes, but she's a slime. I don't know slime anatomy. I'm not going to make assumptions. I mean, our mermaid, it wasn't quite where it it is where it would be on the mermaid i guess so it was like hard to dispute but yeah here it's a little misplaced but again that's all excusable all the other anatomy looks fine it might just be canonically there on purpose because she's a slime and i will say of course because i've read this whole thing that our artist does a great job of drawing various kinds of monster girl body types and anatomy so, like, it's not a lack of skill. So, yeah, I, I'm going to agree with you that that's probably deliberate, a deliberate choice. It, it's just weird to, if you're not, like, familiar with someone's work, you might, like, see these as the first two and be like, oh, they don't know what they're doing. Clearly, it was yeah. like, no, just choice. Like, change it up a little bit. You have a, yeah. an excuse to move it around. Mine as well. So our hero starts fingering the slime girl. The inside of a slime, a human slime kind of feels similar to a human. And he talks about how her squishiness and snugness is no doubt first rate. And he's like, doesn't this feel so much better than doing it yourself? Which, like, again, some people just want to do it themselves. Like, stop. And so he he is nice before he goes to put his dick inside of her. He says, like, do you want to have sex with me? And she's like, yeah, I want to. But can we please go somewhere else? You know, besides the middle of the fucking forest where all her dead friends are. Can we, can we like not do it next to the corpses of all her friends? <laughs> not next to the corpses. Ooh. Well, if we kiss next to the corpses, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Unless. Unless. So Misha uses her tail magic and makes a love hotel called Hotel Nyan Nyan with a nice like a uh, bed with a canopy. So, you know, this is a better place to do it than next to monster corpses. Just a whole ass hotel. And like, I, mm-hmm. I'm only seeing with small. With a door! Yeah, well, what I was going to say is I'm only seeing small details, but this is a very modern door, like with a metal yeah. doorknob and deadbolt. You're just classic paneling, like not what you would expect in a high fantasy setting. Yeah. And I I do enjoy that this manga is, it's very much like a high fantasy setting, but it's also poking fun at like RPGs in general anyway, with like the mention of stats and stuff like that. It's very self-aware, yeah, um, which is pretty fun. So I think if you're someone who enjoys uh, 
fantasy games and media like this is something that you should probably pick up yeah it it clearly isn't taking itself super serious and i love that yeah so she spreads herself open and gets herself ready for him he starts digging in time to dig in itadakimasu hold on hold on what's this bottom left onomatopoeia spram uh spasm oh spasm. spasm okay and then we got a smack, you know, sound of cheeks clapping. Favorite. Got to spank that jello. And she's moaning. The bed's a creaking. And he's really into the way that she moans. And she's uh, having fun. And she says, getting stabbed by your hero's sword feels amazing. And he says, slime pussies are the best. And of course, he he's a slime bag, but not that much of a slime bag in that he says it wouldn't be sex if we're not both enjoying it. And rape goes against his creed. So at least he has some morals. I mean, he's the hero. Yeah, he is the hero. So and his morals don't change even when he's fucking a monster girl. And we see. <laughs> are you upset by the slime pussy? You, the gaping you, just, like, you put it dead center in the middle yeah, of the I camera. Put it closer. You're welcome. We've touched on a, a, a panel like this before where it's just like a light grayscale without much contrast and then just pure darkness for the vaginal canal dead center in the page. <laughs> I'm getting darkness. flashbacks. Like, the only thing <laughs> as dark as her vagina is his hair in, like, the lower panels. <laughs> like I said, there's a lot of good use of grayscale on this page. Very low contrast washed out until you get right there, and then it's just consuming yeah. with tons of fluids around it. And making it, because <laughs> she's fluid. Yes. He tells her to relax, because he wants to hit. The slime girl's um, special weak spot. So here's some more slime lore for you. Deep inside a slime, that's where you find her core. That's her weak spot, but also her greatest sweet spot. And it's basically the slime cervix, but it's shaped like a heart. Yeah, I'm getting major Undertale vibes from this. Definitely. And there's some other art of a slime later in this book. And you can see, um, because she's transparent, you can see the heart inside of her. It's kind of cute. I'll make sure to point it out when we get to it. Love it when you can see their hearts. So, of course, he tickles her little heart cervix with his cock, and she's into it. She's like, oh, it feels so good. You're going to kill me. He's like, but aren't you, like, shaking your ass, like, on your own and, like, bucking your hips into me? She's like, shut up. Like, you know, don't make me do all the work. Like, fuck me, too. A really good touch on this is that because she's made of slime, with the velocity that she's thrusting, we see, like, trails of liquid, like pulling down definitely very nice extra step because the artist could very easily have just used like human skin physics because she's more put together yeah. or something. but th- there's a a lot going on here to show she's slime while still keeping a pretty much perfect human form it's it's a lot better than a lot of like slime girl sex that i've seen because a lot of times it'll just go back and forth like look at this yeah, now her body is just puddling. She's like a at puddle. It's using every advantage that you can take with a slime girl. It's really good form design. And then, of course, you know, he's hitting her little core, her little heart cervix. She's super into it. And he is pulling down on her butt, like pulling her tighter. And she's just like dripping. Like, it looks really good. This person definitely knows how to draw fluids. They probably had a bowl of jello, like, as a reference the whole time. <laughs> Just shoving their dick into a bowl of jello. Yeah. Um, 
So he decides to come right into her core and she's like, ah, you'll drench it. You'll soak my core with your hero sperm. Cake, don't you hate it when a guy like soaks your core? Mm-hmm. That's got to be hard to wash. <laughs> Do you think they sell monster core enemas? <laughs> I don't know how enemas would work with a slime girl. <laughs> But um, he comes, she comes, and then we see that some cronies of the demon lord show up and they're like, man, this is messed up. Like, you know, because all these other demon lord cronies have been killed. And he's like, are there any survivors? Like, do you see anybody? And of course, they find our slime girl who's just been left with a shit ton of cum in her. And they're like, oh my gosh, you poor thing. What did you do? And she's like, cursed hero, you won't get away with this. Well, until we meet again. Like, she had a good time. Yeah, there are hearts littering every one of her text bubbles. Mm-hmm. So he is off looking for more monsters to fight. And that's what ends our first chapter. Um, we're going to move on to the second chapter of this, though, because this continues the same story. And we're going to get into a little bit more demon lord lore. We open with a snake woman being fucked by a snake-headed dude, and she's not super into it because our snake dude's already at his limit, but she's not satisfied. So she's over it. I love this. She's bottom half snake and he's top quarter snake. (laughs) Crazy kids in love. Um, And she's like, oh my gosh, you came without permission. You're so pathetic. She's very, like, haughty. She's like, someone come over here and clean me up. Wow, rude, shaming him. Mm-hmm. Like, he was just doing his best. He was. Around. He was trying. And she's like, well, I suppose I can forgive you. We've got visitors anyway. And it turns out... Oh, this glare, though, is really good. Yeah. And it turns out the hero and Misha have shown up. So we learn that after overcoming many arduous trials, the heroes have finally arrived at the Demon Lord's castle. And this is the poisonous serpent princess, Apophis. She's one of the four divine rulers. And what's really interesting is that Apophis is also known as Apep in Egyptian mythology and is a snake deity. And the other four generals of like the demon lord are also named after other Egyptian deities. So we'll get to that later. So I just thought that was a cool little mythology little tidbit. So we learned that she brings darkness to the land and her poison has subjugated um, many kingdoms. I didn't act like that. (laughs) Uh, So she's like, hero, your reputation precedes you. You seem to be more monster than man. How about you become my servant instead? And she's like, just hear me out. I happen to see you're just as insatiable as me. And she lifts up her cloak and reveals her dripping wet snussy or snake pussy. Love the expressions on this page just littered throughout. She's so smug. She starts fingering herself and she's like, I can never get enough. So she's been looking for someone to satisfy her. She's like, I spend my days trying to escape the sexual frustration. And she's spreading herself open and looking ultra smug. And she's like, I don't think you'd ever understand how I feel. He's like, yeah, I do. (laughs) Misha's just like, oh my gosh, two monster libidos. Like, this is ridiculous. So she's like, if you become my servant, we'll have, you know, sex all the time. Doesn't that sound like a good offer? And he's like, okay, well, I'll make a deal with you. And he whips his cock out. Says, like, I'll be your servant if you can beat me. The first to run dry becomes the other one's servant. How does that sound? And so they decide to agree to this wager. And Misha's like, oh, my gosh, 
all they care about is banging. Like, what is wrong with them? So they move into her bedroom. She's got a really long bed, as expected of a snake. She's got a really long tongue. Yes, she does. Not split, though. Mm Mm-hmm. So she looks at his dick, and she's like, oh, it's kind of cute compared to monsters. I love how she has her, like, tail slightly wrapped around his throat Mm -hmm. while this is happening. Very snake-like behavior. And then she looks at his balls. She's like, oh, they look packed. He's like, yeah, lately all we've run into are skeletons. And, you know, you can't fuck skeletons, but which I disagree. Like, you're just not trying hard enough. That's a conversation for neither here nor there. So she starts giving him a blowjob and wrapping her tongue around his cock, like fully like wrapping it around and sucking him off. So just really quick, I had to do some some Googling because you said typical snake behavior. I was like. Are snakes really that horny? And my my first result was something that wasn't scientific, but it does start with, it turns out that, yes, sometimes there really are horny snakes in the ceiling just above your head. Wow. Yeah, no clue what that's about. But yeah, it looks like snakes snakes are pretty horny. Well, they get into those like snake orgies, snorgies, if you will. That's true. Like where they're just like in a pit, like writhing and stuff, like having a good time. Um, so she's, he's feeling pretty good and she's like, oh, like it's already over. Like you've lost kind of thing. Like he's going to bust and she'll use her special technique to wring him dry as she sucks his cock. And he realizes she's a battle hardened bedroom warrior and (laughs) she's trying to suck him off and really trying to get him to break down. And finally he just busses. Like, all over her face. Like, he can't hold back anymore. He was doing his best, but he couldn't anymore. I love this look. Her her just, like, pupils shrink. Yeah. As he's, like, just letting it go. Letting his <laughs> snake fly. And she's like, what? I feel my, my body growing weak and a raging fire flaring up inside. And he's like, how's that? Do you like the taste of my well-aged cum? Which, like, bleh. It's refined. <laughs> but they're both still ready to go. Um, so the battle's not over yet. And he knew that by um, coming, that the scent would drive her wild and that the battle wouldn't be over. He said, most women would climax and faint from the smell. No wonder you're a divine ruler. Like, okay. So she can't take it any longer. She spreads her snake pussy open and she wants to be fucked. This hero, just like some of the stuff he says is like along the lines of the type of celebrity that gets like perfume made after them. Yeah, basically. So Snake Girl's a little concerned because she's like, I'm going to come as soon as he sticks it in. Like, I'm a bus. And so she's like, oh, maybe we should slow down. But nope. He shoves it in and they start fucking. (laughs) He says like, oh, you're convulsing. Your bumpy insides are coiling around me. This is a top grade pussy. Apparently. And we get a really nice x-ray shot of her snake pussy. And it looks different Yeah, it's, on the inside. It's different. It's got some very coily caterpillar feet. And he is smacking into her. And she doesn't want to lose. So she pulls a dick move and bites him. <gasps> and paralyzes him. She's like, it's not going to kill you. So he's pissed because she's playing dirty, and so she coils around him. Is it dirty, though? She's just using every tool she's got. Yeah, I guess that's true. So she starts um, pummeling him. She gets the upper hand, and she's like, oh, how do you like having your helpless cock stroked? 
And he says, even though his body is paralyzed, the sensation in his dick still reaches his brain. Well, he's enjoying he's it. He's enjoying I guess, it. So that's yeah. Good. Other than, you know, they're still battling for like who's going to be whose sexual slave kind of thing. It's a consensual sex battle. Yes. And she's like, it's been, you know, such a long time since I've had sex this good. I'm going to make you my servant and milk you dry every day from now on. And he says, well, that's a tempting offer. He grabs onto her snake ass and starts pulling her down. So paralysis didn't last very long, probably because he's a hero and he has very strong resistance, as we learned earlier. And so she's all like, impossible. Like, how did you like, you know, foil my trap? Very, you know, shonen anime thing. Yeah. So anime. Yeah. Um, and he's like, it took a while. She's like, I don't understand. Like, that was enough to keep a giant immobilized for three days. And he's like, I got to keep you from trying to bite me again. So he starts fucking her and she throws her head back. And he's like, it's time to go all out says, at that moment, in the heart of poisonous serpent Princess Apophis, one of the four divine rulers, she was already the hero's servant. It's very clear who won. And then they just start tongue-licking. Yep. It's um, a nice little dance of their tongues. And as a servant, for the first time in her life, she truly felt like a woman. I hate that line so much. It hurt to read. Um, I mean, for her, that's just her perception of being yeah. a woman, being a snake woman. Yeah. Let her live her snake woman gender rolled dreams. Oh, fine. Um, <laughs> so they're ready to end this and to come together. And she's like, oh, her face is so cute. She's like got a big old smile. And she's like, oh, who knew that it could feel this good to be utterly defeated as he splooshes his goo inside of her. I love how well the onomatopoeia and sperm are mixed together. Yes, it's beautiful. Just in style. It's beautiful. So she says, I'm sorry. I was never going to make you my servant. And uh, she's like, eh, it's fine. And he's like, just don't bite me next time. Like, we can do this again. Please don't bite me again. And so he puts on his clothes and he's like, hey, Misha, let's go. And Misha's been playing cards and eating snacks and drinking wine with the snake, dude. The whole time, just waiting for him to hurry up. Just chilling. Mm-hmm. So they set out and they find the other three divine rulers who are also other Egyptian gods. We have Majet, the scorpion princess, Serket, and then Anubis. I really like Anubis. This artist is clearly a furry. Like, you can't look at yeah, this. this. This is yeah. This is not like a, a dog girl. This is straight up furry. Yeah. Again, you cowards translate kimono as furry. So he's able to defeat the other divine rulers. And he finally gets to the demon lord, which guess what? The demon lord's not a woman. The demon lord's a man. So what's our hero going to do? And so he says, I commend you for making it this far, hero. I can hardly believe you bested my four divine rulers. But do you think you stand a chance against the demon lord? And Misha's like, oh my gosh, why do you look so upset? Like, you didn't come here to just have sex, did you? He did. He did. Um, <laughs> is this really the kind of hero who should save the world? That considerable concern loomed in Misha's mind to be continued. So there's one more story from this little universe. It's kind of an after story after what happens. And of course, our, our hero defeats the Demon Lord. But I, I'm not going to spoil anything else for y'all. You'll have to read that for yourselves. But there's still three other stories within this volume. So we're going to touch on some other ones. Our next story is about 
a man who goes back to his hometown, which is a fishing town, for a summer job. And he gets a job posting that says 1,500 yen an hour, which is like 15 bucks an hour. Easy job helping the fishing industry. Mizone Fishery, which is, again, the name of the artist. So he's like, man, this is going to be such an easy summer job. Like, it'll be great. He shows up and they're like, oh, you're the part-timer. He's like, yeah, I'm the part-timer. Like, okay. You know, the, the says, hey, the rod's here, which is like, what? Like, what are you talking about, the rod? Like, what's that supposed to mean? And he goes into the next room and he sees this beautiful fish person. She's like Mitha, but just a little less fish. Yeah. Well, I guess she just doesn't have the fish tail on her head. But yeah. But- a similar similar kind of thing as Mifa from Breath of the yeah, Wild. Yeah, she's got Zora vibes, definitely. Maybe a little bit more... Um, Zora with nipples. Who's to say that Zora don't have nipples? Um, well, no, we, we see Zora with without chest clothing. Maybe they have a little slit that opens and there's a nipple in there. We don't know. They ask her, like, oh, like, is he okay? Do you like him? And she's like, yeah, he's fine. Um, I look forward to working with you. And he's still very confused. He's like, I don't understand. He's like, I know I've heard about these fish people um, sometimes show up in the area, but like, I don't understand what exactly they want me to do. And so the fisherman says like, well, if you don't mind, like before, you know, you get on with it, can you do what we talked about? And she's like, oh yeah, give me a minute. And she just squats down and starts leaking something out of her body. And our protagonist says, like, oh, my gosh, is this some kind of scat thing? Like, oh, this is gross. Like, I don't understand what's going on kind of thing. Like, but don't worry. It's not scat. Turns out she's just laying eggs. Oh, she's making caviar. Yeah, she's making caviar. So we learn that these fish people are called the gyoryu, and they have a deal with the fishermen. They give up some of their caviar. It's super delicious in exchange for a part-time job. And we're going to find out what that part-time job is, what they, you know, do to get the caviar. So she finishes and she's like, oh, thanks for waiting. Like, um, let's go somewhere else. So they go to the beach. Oh, just to clarify... The caviar is the payment for the people, the human people, to do a part-time job. Yes. They have an agreement worked out. We'll get into it a little bit. So we find out from our fish girl that our part-timer's job is super simple. All he needs to do is help to fertilize the remaining eggs in her stomach. I don't think they're in her stomach. (laughs) That's not where eggs should be if they're needing fertilization. That's true. So she's like, yeah, it's your job to have sex with me. And she bends over and spreads her fish pussy open for him to see. So he's like, wait, all I have to do is have sex with the monster girl. Like, there's no way a job like that. And then he sees her face and he's like, oh, my gosh, a job like that is totally for me. And all reason and logic is thrown out the door for pure desire, as we see in this little monitor. So he says he's got a lot of questions but he gets to do it with a monster girl, so he's not going to think too hard about it. And he starts mounting her from behind, and she's like, oh, your part-time penis is inside of me. <laughs> just the part-time tip. Mm-hmm, just the part-time tip. Um, and they start fucking. And fish people are kind of wet, so it slides in very easily. He's like, this is a gyoryu pussy. I love it. It feels so good. She's like, oh, don't go in so deep. You're going to pry open my womb. 
Also, I've been Googling it. Fish do have wombs. Yeah. They they have to have just, ovaries and shit to lay eggs. Yeah, yeah. But just, you know, just to confirm, fish have wombs, you know. <laughs> now, fish don't typically have mammaries, so she is a little bit more more human than the average <laughs> fish. But again, stomach, not where her eggs yes. are. Yes. So we get a nice x-ray shot of him fucking her, and she's like, oh my gosh, like, I'm really sensitive. I was just spawning. Like, I'm really sensitive. You're going to make my eggs leak out. And it's like, please, I don't want to see caviar flying out around this dude's dick. Like, calm down. We also get, like, several shots that are x-ray on here, and just the different vaginal canals from species to species is a really great touch. Yeah, it's really, like, again, this is something that's definitely worth reading just to see variety of body types, species, x-ray shots. Like it's it's pretty cool. Like I can't complain. So they're really getting into it. And he's like, I'm I'm about to nut. And she's like, please do, please splatter your part-time sperm all over in my womb. She's going to get part-time pregnant. Well she wants to, that's the point. Um so he does come and he comes all over her caviar. Oh no, they're actually showing. Yeah, it. so we see little eggs that are getting um glazed. Oh. Um, I wonder if she thinks if life begins at part time. <laughs> and she's like, "Oh my gosh, what a big load." And we see it leaking out from her fussy, her fish pussy, and she's very grateful. And she's like, "Well, I got to go back home now. I got to return to my village. Thanks for doing this." She's got to go swim up a waterfall. <laughs> and our guy's a little disappointed because he's like, oh, man, this is all about mating. Like, I thought I was going to have a chance to get to know her. She's like, one more thing. I know it's going to be a rough day for you, but, like, just hang in there. And he's like, what? And then you hear a bunch of girls and they're like, oh, there he is. Is that the human part timer? It seems that way. Oh, he looks like such a real stud. I guess it's our turn next. Oh, no. Do they have, like, traditional labor standards and part-time is, like, four hours? I guess. Um, But we see a pair of fish girls show up. They want to be mated, too. They're like, oh, you can start with whatever one you want. And he's like, wait a minute. Like, she's not the only one. I can't do this all by myself. Like, I can't, you know, constantly be expected to get it up and shoot loads into these fish people. And he's like, uh, I'm sure like one of the other fishermen can help you. And she's like, nope, it's got to be your sperm so we can get pregnant. And the um, the fish girl with the bigger titties hops on his dick. OK, OK. How are you passing by this panel on the bottom? What is going on? Oh, here? the stick figures? That's him just saying yes. like that he can't do it all by himself. And he's trying to back away from her. But they're like stick figures. Like, not chibi, they're just stick figures. <laughs> I'm losing it. It's really good. What? So she's getting ready to get on, and he's kind of being resistant, and she's like, besides, like, this checks out as she touches his dick. Like, his dick being hard checks out. Like, you're eager to to have that sex again. That is not good labor practice. No, it's not. And he's like, man, I don't think I can manage two more loads, but I'm gonna do it. And so she starts pommeling his cock with her big fish ass. He needs to join a union. Yes, he does. And she's like, part-timer, am I making your penis feel good? And she's pounding really hard because her tits are going either way. And the other fish girl's getting a little jealous. She's like, oh, lucky you. Like, I want to get fucked. She's grinding on him. And our other fish girl is jerking herself off in anticipation for wanting to get mated too. 
And she's like, tag out and swap with me. <laughs> it's my turn to have sex with the part-timer. Oh, man. This dude's dick can only make so much sushi. I know. And so he finally gets it in and they start having sex. And she's like, oh, my gosh, you're going to crush my womb. <laughs> and just that voice. Yeah. <laughs> she's a feeble little fish gal. Mm-hmm. And she's feeling real good and she squirts. Oh, she's one of those spitting fish. Yeah. So our other fish girl wants to have sex again too. And our dude seeing a golden opportunity is like, hey, can I make a suggestion? And gets them to make a pussy sandwich. A fish, a filet of fish, if you will. <laughs> filet of fish. <laughs> He's making fish and chips. Yeah, gets them to lay on top of each other so that way he can go in and out of each hole and fuck them. Future cake here. So I learned that when you have two vulvas on top of each other and someone with a penis starts penetrating the two vaginas alternating or rubbing in between them, it's called a layer cake. Yeah, I didn't know that either. And he says, this is the ultimate luxury, a Gyodio sister orgy. I love your double pussy sandwich, and he's not going to be able to go back to sex with humans after this, because this is just too damn good. Maybe he'll become full-time. Yeah, maybe. So they're all going to come, and they're like, hose us down with your sperm part-timer. In here, splurt your sperm inside of our pussies. <laughs> Gotta splurt that shot. <laughs> Shoot your goo, my dude. And so he does. He fills them both up, you know. Give some cream for their caviar, and they're very grateful. And he has some time to relax as the girls swim away. And he leans back and says, man, I hope next summer I can get this job. But wait, some more gyoru show up and they're like, uh, excuse me, can you please not fall asleep? You got a job to do. And they just oh surround gosh. him. There's four of them this yeah, time. Yeah, and he's like, oh my gosh, they do not pay me enough for this job. <laughs> Poor dude probably misses Long John Silvers at this point. <laughs> Red Lobster. Um, yeah. So we get a flash forward to the next year and we see our guy coming back with a friend. And he's like, you know, like they're looking to hire again this year. And his friend's like, well, I'm more interested in the Gyoryu, like than the job itself than making the money. And he says, our protagonist says, like, this job sucked last year because it was just me. But this year I came prepared with reinforcements. And they show up to the beach and they see a bunch of horny dudes and Speedos calling out for the fish girl saying, like, where are you, little fishy? Here, fish, fish, fish. And the place is swarming with people because people have heard about, you know, the Gyoryu women wanting to have sex. But unfortunately, because the place is so packed with horny men, the fish were scared off and they're too afraid to show up. And they never showed up in the waters ever again. Oh, no. This is why, like, fishing... Conservation? Yeah, fishing conservation is so important. Exactly. And there is another story that has to do with this universe. It actually has to do with the friend that he brought getting washed up on the Gyoryu Island. But I'm going to leave that as a little surprise for people to read themselves so again like i said there's four stories in this 10 chapters uh but four stories the next story is going to be focused on um a very special medical building that has to do with monsters it's a monster medical center so we're going to learn a little bit about healthcare for monsters today i hope it's universal <laughs> First part of this story focuses on a reporter who shows up at a 
Monster Medical Facility to write a story about what kind of care they offer. And she goes to the treatment room and she walks in on some medical staff having sex with monster girls. (laughs) And she learns very quickly that one of the biggest treatments that they offer here is sexual relief for monster girls who might have different um, like heat cycles or like things like that because every monster girl has different needs. And once again... And that is straight up a fursona. Yeah, that's straight up a fox girl. Like, again, Mizone is a furry. And we get some exposition from a harpy girl saying like, oh, humans don't have mating seasons. Um, so like this place is really good for us because we can receive treatment for our urges. Which also, mm, that's kind of a loose statement because I know several people who who have like a, a either week long or maybe just a day long period that comes around once the year where they're just ready to go too much. I think even Erin said on the show, she has a horny day where she just has to masturbate all day. Yeah. Everybody has different, um, different needs that need to be fulfilled. What really interests me about like this story about the monster medical facility is that there's a really good vice documentary on uh, medical sex work that is actually from Japan that's super fascinating because there is a real need for that. Like, I don't know, sex work in in and of itself is super interesting, but like that facet of it is really cool too. But anyways, basically what we see in this story is a lot of different monster girls getting fucked. Our reporter is like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to totally like expose, you know, like this whole like thing that's going on here. Like nobody must know about it kind of thing except for monster girls. Um, We also see a succubus girl coming for her treatments. Um, She also, as a succubus, needs to be able to get dick, otherwise she'll die. She says, uh, I'll starve to death if I don't get a penis. So sounds really difficult to be a succubus. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Gotta chase that dick. (laughs) It's a life or death matter. (laughs) Basically. So after we see the succubus girl, you know, sucking cock and getting dicked down, a reporter sees a little bit more about how it's nice that girls can trust the medical staff here to take care of their needs and to take care of them. A doctor moves on to visit the next patient and we see these girls with kind of animalistic ears and we find out that they are deer centaurs. Oh, how cute. Two deer centaur friends who are getting fucked at the same time by different medical technicians. And we learn that their boyfriend's penises just aren't big enough, which confuses me because I'm like, are they dating humans? Are they not dating deer centaurs? Like, I don't understand the implication of the sentence, but I'm not going to think too hard about it. And the dear girl asks her friend, like, what are what are you going to do after this? Like, do you want to hang out? And the other dear girl is like, sorry, I got a date with my boyfriend. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh, she's got to get dicked down before she has to see her boyfriend. Like, oh, you know, everyone's got their own process. That's true. And our reporter realizes like, oh, these girls all bear their own unique burdens. And we see mermaids and we see... Lamias, another straight up furry, a fairy. We see this other succubus who's a manga artist, so she has her eyes blacked out to protect her identity. And I'm wondering if that's a self insert character, which in that case, that's really fucking funny. Um, Amazing. Also, I love this uh, chubby octopus girl. Yeah, I was just going to talk about her. We have a chubby octopus girl, um, a chubby plant girl. 
which is also really cool because um, I think I mentioned in the beginning of this, like Mizone has another book that's published by Faku, but they also have a ton of their work on Faku. And there's a couple plant girls and like different monster girls. Like they love monster girls and there's more um, kind of uh, works on Faku that expand into different kinds of monster girls. So check that out too. So we see a reporter realizing like, how good of a place this is for different monster girls who are each going through their own struggles and just trying to, you know, take care of themselves in whatever way they can. And she came here initially thinking like that this place was like a den of depravity. But now she feels a lot different about it because this place offers physical and mental care through sex. This kind of sounds like my experience of going to Kaiser, like always being a, afraid and let down by doctors <laughs> and seeing how like good they actually treat you both mentally and physically. Definitely. <laughs> um, which, yeah, you know, I didn't get dicked down or anything, thank goodness, but um, did have a growing experience. But yeah, I can definitely say that this relates a lot to like therapy of, or even like um because i'd gone to group therapy before about being like really nervous but like feeling very like safe and taken care of and in good hands and definitely these ladies feel that way so this is their own little paradise also look at this slime girl and you can see her core and the sperm inside of her very great touch our girl decides that she's not going to write an expose piece on this and instead is going to take some time to get dicked down and enjoy uh-huh. the goodness. Got a little bit of treatment herself. Yeah, exactly. And so there is another story set in this universe, um, but it's from the perspective of the medical sex workers and going through training. And we follow a rookie one. But I will leave that as a surprise for you all. I, I really love the the trope of like fantasy-esque, but in a modern setting. Because, you know, through this hospital we see, it's all like modern technology and stuff. Yeah. Always, always a great trope. Something I've always digged. Definitely. So The last um, story in this, um, I'll just kind of gloss over because I'll leave it as a surprise too, Um, has to do with a biology assistant. Um, and he keeps having these really horny dreams about having sex with monster girls. And he works in a lab under this really hot scientist. And she has a really cute daughter that he hangs out with at the college. And uh, hijinks ensue when the biology teacher's experiment is actually drank by her um, own daughter and she turns into a centaur. Oh, my daughter can't possibly be this horsey. Yes, basically. And the only way to turn her back is to inject her with human DNA. And that means exactly what you think it means in that uh, research Eating assistant. her hair? Sure. That, that's sure. Uh, lab research assistant has to have sex with her and hijinks ensue. And that's oh. basically the story. And I'll leave it as a surprise for you all. But yeah, this book is um, a lot. It's over 200 pages. Again, it's got 10 chapters, four different stories. It's very much worth it. Like, please buy it. It's really good. <laughs> and it really bounces back between like sex with one particular character for like several pages to where these like one off quick shots of different monster girls for just a single page. So it's for sure like a, a, a bit of both, whether you like a, an ongoing scene or you just want like a one image and done. Definitely. I mean, like I don't have a dick, but I feel like if I did, my dick would be sore after looking at this. My bean was not sore after looking at this, but yeah, all these monster beans can handle it yeah. way more than these human dicks. Yes. So. The other thing I was going to say is that 
I initially thought when we received this that the whole content was going to be like the first story, kind of the high fantasy thing um, with the hero conquering monster girls. So I really did enjoy the modern monster girl settings of like the medical hospital, the story with the Gyoryu, and then, of course, the story with the uh, lab research assistant. So it's got a good mix of everything. So definitely if you're a monster girl lover, like, please do not sleep on this. But yeah, and if you want an easy way to get it, you can just go into our show notes down below and enter the giveaway. And um, that's going to be going until January 24th, around 3 p.m. So you've you've got some time. Again, discreet ways to enter. And uh, yeah, stay tuned for next when we announce uh, the last of the prizes going into that box. They're really good, too. So like, please like enter this. Yeah, and uh, good luck on your uh, erotic endeavors. Stay monstrous. Do you think they sell monster core enemas?